Army Guard member Rob Hughes talks about his experience as a television anchor reporter for KMBC and KCWE here in Kansas City. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal. Navy Federal has a mission to put your members first by making their financial goals a priority. You can receive a lifetime of membership benefits to help you and your family accomplish your life missions. It's open to active duty military, the DOD, veterans, and their family members. Navy Federal is proud to serve over 8 million members, including over 1 million veterans and their families. Visit NavyFederal.org slash Veteran Move for more information. All right, today I'm talking with Army National Guard veteran, actually still in the Army National Guard, Rob Hughes. So, Rob, normally... I kick off the show, I say, hey, take us back and tell us what you did in the Army. But the fact <laughs> is, you kind of did your career backwards from most military yeah. types. You, you went into television news broadcasting. You're, you're, on, you're, on, uh, you're an anchor on one of the local, uh, one of the local stations here in Kansas City, KMBC, um, right. doing great things. And you, you're really interconnected with the veteran network here in the Kansas City area. So why don't you take us back and, and tell us what you're doing, you know, back in the college days and how you actually started your civilian career and then ended up going into the guard afterwards. Well, dude, well, Joe, let me say thank you for having me on. It's an honor and a privilege. I'm a big fan of yours, you know, because mm-hmm. I know a lot of the incredible people you've had on your show and I appreciate this opportunity very much. Thanks. And yeah, like you said, I kind of have an unorthodox career path, Joe. I've, I've always done performing arts, if you will. I've done speech debates since I was a kid and done stuff in student film and theater, television, radio, the student newspaper and all of that. And when I was in high school, I did a speech telecommunications class to where we would record the morning announcements. I mean, my friends always thought it was weird. I'd be sitting in class and then they would see me on the TV. They didn't really kind of understand the whole recorded thing, <laughs> but I kind of, I kind of caught the bug there. I had some really good teachers who encouraged me to, to give it a shot as, as a career and didn't really know how to do it as a career. And I was just thinking about college at that time. So I wasn't really worried about it. And then I went to junior college and, and this is all in San Diego where I'm from originally mm-hmm. and, and had some, some more great mentors there. And I continued to do classes in radio television and I continued to do different types of shows, news, sports, entertainment. And I got into, I went to the university of Southern California, which I, I didn't think that was my long shot school. You know, how you apply for schools and you got to have one where you think there's no way, but yeah. I'm just going to apply and keep, you know, keep it at the rejection letters, a souvenir, you know, <laughs> type of thing. I I'd been a USC fan since I was seven. And, and so was blessed to be able to, to go there. And, and the cool thing about USC was even if you're a lot of people know about the film school there and, and the broadcast journalism program. Right. And e- even if, even if you don't, aren't in those schools, meaning you're, you're studying a different major, you can still, as a student there audition for shows and, and take classes, some of the, the classes as well. So I was able to, to, to do more shows there and they have the the Robert Zemeckis Center, and, and everybody knows about the alumni, and and so they had some some really state of the art, nice state of the art studios there, and and I did a show called See You at USC, 
which was uh, an interview show and it was live to tape. So we would, would tape it of course, like it, like it was live mm-hmm. and, and got to, to talk and meet and, and interview all sorts of, of people who are successful. I mean, like George Lucas and, and I had a lot of like the band train and, and had all sorts of different people who, who are in not just entertainment, but in all, all different types of, of walks of life. And, and then from that show, I was able to make a tape, but the problem was I, I didn't really understand how you break into television broadcasting. I mean, it's pretty cutthroat. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, so I, I, I did a lot of leadership things in college, like a lot of us have, but I didn't do enough internships and I would say I didn't really network with enough people because I got out and did an externship, I graduated college and, and got out and, and then I had no idea how you actually get a job. TV. I mean, I, I would just send, send tapes and they probably never saw the light of day. They probably went straight to the trash can. You know, I, 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 at that time, CDs of, of just a demo reel of, of different stuff I'd done in college, basically. Right. And yeah, and so I sent out, I, I was doing an externship for my college fraternity and on the East Coast. I was working as a consultant, basically, just, just for a job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a good experience, but I would go to the mailbox, or I mean, I'd go to the post office every Friday, and I would send out about 10 to 20 tapes. And I probably sent out hundreds, and I, I estimate over 1,000. And I ended up getting two, two offers. One was Casper, Wyoming, and, <laughs> which I didn't know where that was on the math. And then one was Yuma, Yuma Arizona. Oh, and yeah. and yeah and and you know about you my joe and i know our oh yeah our our marines who are aviators might have spent some time there anyway so i it was humbling because most people probably know usc is a, it's a pretty expensive school and and i thought oh yeah i go to expensive school i'll get out and i'll make a lot of money and and it quite quite didn't, didn't quite work out that way because <laughs> when i finally did break into tv and i and i took the gig in yuma i i wasn't Let's just say it was pretty disproportionate the cost of my college and what I was making, but but it was a, a great experience to learn and make a lot of mistakes. I was in the same place Lou Dobbs started, if that counts for anything. Hey, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, right. And and I was a couple hours away from home, and and to be honest, I had to really learn on the job because I, Joe, I was actually a poli sci com major at USC. I didn't even get into the, the broadcast journalism program. I, I did take classes and I did shows there, but I had to actually teach myself how to do a lot of tactical and technical things in the industry. Like whenever you see a report, for example, we call it a package, which is you'll, you'll, you'll hear the person, the reporter speaking, you'll hear sound bites or you'll, you'll see little snippets of, of interviews. Mm-hmm. And, and it's called a, the, the technical term in the industry is called a package. I don't even know what that was. And I remember the first time I tried to do one, I'm lucky I didn't get fired because my boss pretty much, she pretty much just told me if I could find a village with an idiot, I have a job. You know, like, I mean, it was, it was good feedback, but it was a huge learning curve. So eventually I, I was able to figure it out and kind of got my feet under me. And, and from then, and this was in 2007 and, and from, from then it's really been a roller coaster. I've, I've been, I've been laid off. I've been promoted, demoted, fired, hired, and and I've moved from from Yuma. I went to Texas, then Colorado, then I went to Oklahoma, and now here. And and they weren't always necessarily moves up. Sometimes they were sideways, and sometimes they were down. Meaning, yeah. I, I went to Colorado to Grand Junction specifically, and it was a promotion and position, but it actually was a smaller market. So 
so from there, I, I, I ended up where I am today. And then kind of talk about how I got in the military. Yeah, the absolutely. Kind of, so okay, yeah, that so, kind of came along later after most exactly, of Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. To, to transition to that. So, so that was when I was, I was 27, I believe. And I, I mentioned I was in Grand Junction and I really just got the bug that veterans probably know to where it's a calling. It, mm-hmm. it was, it, it, it was, this was in 2011. So it, it was a, a number of years after 9-11, of course, but uh, a lot of my friends had served, a lot of my family had served and I just went to college and Got a got a career, which it, it's a very difficult one, but but I had a, a pretty solid career. I thought I was at least good at, and and I felt like something was missing, and I just really wanted to do something. And so the at the time I thought, oh yeah, one week in a month, and, and looked into the reserves and the guard, and, and I found I, I wasn't a hot commodity because I wasn't young, and I had a shattered ankle from playing sports and high school I had to get a waiver for <laughs> and and I eventually found one recruiter w- with the the Colorado Guard actually the Colorado Army National Guard yeah. who who stuck with me and he even got he moved to one or two different assignments cuz it took a year to mm. of having to get the waiver and then the paperwork who knows what happened to it and then he got transferred my my recruiter so it 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 wasn't a Hey, sign up, raise your right hand. Okay, you're shipping out next week. It wasn't really, which I know has happened, but it wasn't like that for me. But I, I was eventually able to get in as a as an E. I was an E four, and because I had some college, so I was an advanced rank a little bit in the mm-hmm. army. And I show up the first day to basic training, Fort Benning, and the commander comes up and he says, "Yeah, you have college." And I say, "Yeah, I, I was told I had to enlist, and and then I can go to OCS because I want to be an officer." <laughs> and he kind of looks down and shakes his head and walk away, because because my recruiter. You don't know how I many mean, guys I know that have fallen for that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. He didn't tell me You're there's a the program. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he didn't tell me there's a program to where, I believe it's 09 Sierra. Don't quote me, but it's it's basically. You go to and I, I know it's different for the it's a little bit different for per branch, but basically you go to basic, and then you go to OCS. You don't have to spend time on a line unit as an enlisted mm-hmm. soldier, and and so so I show up and 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 I know that, and then my unit in Colorado was supposed to go to Kuwait or first Afghanistan, then Kuwait, and for whatever reason we didn't go, but they weren't sending me to OCS, and I was a uh, eleven Charlie, which is a mortarman. So, so I was learning and it was a good experience. It wasn't what quite what I thought I'd be doing, but I, I then had moved to Oklahoma and this is in 2013 and went and was able to get into a program called officer candidate preparation course, or it's called, um, OP, OPCP. And mm-hmm. anyway, let's see officer OCPC. Anyway, it, it's basically, they model mm-hmm. it like OCS and then was able to do the traditional state OCS which is a year and a half program where you go part-time or, or just one week in a month and two weeks on the front end and the back end. And the first two weeks you go to Salina, Kansas and you do a lot of land navigation and it's kind of a gut check because here I am a college grad and I have some guy like half my age screaming at me. It's hot. My face is in the grass and his breath smells like tobacco and Red Bull, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> why am I, why am I here, Joe? This is a bad idea. <laughs> and and so I s- stuck it out, and and then you go back to your home state for a year, and you do a lot of, of exams for the different branches, and a lot of leadership, stick lane, situational training exercises, 
And then the last two weeks you go to, to Fort Lewis, Washington, and you do uh, your final sticks lane as a squad leader, your situational training exercise, they give you a mission, you have to, to get through it and get your go. And got through it and, and then was, I'm a branched infantry, I'm an infantry officer in the, in the guard. And I have since been a platoon leader and XO and an S1 a personnel in a, an infantry brigade combat team with Oklahoma with the 45th. And then when I moved to Kansas, I joined the 2137 cab, the combined arms battalion. So I've never worked with armor before, but it's been a good experience. I'm a plans officer now in as an S3. So I do operations and planning yeah. and, and it's, it's going well. I, I enjoy it. And, and promotions are, are a bit slower in the guard versus active duty, but it, it is a very unique experience serving your state and your country. Mm-hmm. So doing, you know, the fires and, and floods and, and riots and disasters, and then also deploying alongside active duty wow. and have one deployment to Ukraine. And, and yeah, that was a, a good experience helping them stand up uh, a CTC, um, um, a, co- a combat arms training center uh-huh. or combat training center. So I worked with, with a lot of NATO countries there and, and, and helped helped it was attached to the Canadians working for the for op for the opposition forces for a while and and then I was helping teach the Ukrainians how to do our after action reviews how how it's conducted and and it's been a great experience and and then that brings me up to to today and and I believe that both careers are parallel but it is extremely difficult doing both oh, but yeah. but oh, it's yeah. truly but but yeah but but I enjoyed a lot it's it's I'm very blessed and, and very thankful well you know um it, it was very interesting. I've never heard some of the. I, I, I've interviewed quite a few of uh, of the guard folks, Army Guard and, and uh, Air Guard yeah. folks on the show in the past. But I've never heard. I've actually some things I learned. I didn't realize. You know, the guard. Uh, a lot of the guys I know that have gone in the Air Guard, they were already active duty commissioned and dropped to the guard afterwards. Right. But I never heard the intricacies, the intricacies, the details of how some of the. Army Guard actually their their commissioning programs and how some of that works. So it's a uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. I've never actually heard that level of detail of it. So it's cool. So yeah, hey, uh, we're getting close to the midway point. We're going to take a quick break and and we'll be right back. Within a few months, when I first joined the Marine Corps, I became a Navy Federal member. That was over 29 years ago, and I still have the same account after 29 years. Navy Federal has a mission to put members first by making their financial goals a priority. You can receive a lifetime of membership benefits to help you and your family accomplish your life missions. A credit card APR average that is 4% lower than the industry's. Member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and perks. Access to over 300 branches and thousands of fee-free ATMs. They also have 24-7 live support through their U.S.-based call center. Navy Federal is open to active duty military, the DOD, veterans, and their family members. Navy Federal is proud to serve over 8 million members, including over 1 million veterans and their families. At Navy Federal Credit Union, their members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org slash VeteranMove for more information. That's NavyFederal.org slash VeteranMove for more info. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA. All right, we're back talking with... uh, Army Guard, uh, currently serving in the Army Guard. I guess I can call you a veteran, but you're still doing it. So uh, Rob Hughes, who's currently a, an anchor reporter with KMBC and KCWE here in Kansas City. Rob, I, I did have the 
I don't know if I caught the pleasure of coming on your show last <laughs> week because it, I think it's the first time I've ever been on live TV. It was really nerve wracking, believe it or not. But good thing it only lasted like a minute or two. But great experience. Great, yeah, <laughs> thanks. Great experience uh, doing a live show with that and able to talk about uh, Bunker Labs as a city leader um, here in Kansas City. But one thing, you know, what I want to talk to you about was you're you're in, you're still in the National Guard and you're you're an anchor reporter on a local station here in Kansas City. You're doing a great job of getting out there and connecting with veteran service organizations. And a lot of those places, actually, you have a lot of credibility because you're, you're an officer in the, in the National Guard currently. So you immediately bring credibility. So talk a little bit about some of the things you've, you've done and gotten involved with and maybe what your opinions are from you know, inside the newsroom looking out and what, how veterans and especially veteran entrepreneurs um, might be able to connect with their local news agencies and get involved. Perfect. Absolutely, Joe. I'll start with the, the first one. And and I'm real I have to say I'm real blessed and thankful that, that Channel 9 lets me do so much veteran and military content. When I first moved to Kansas City, I I, I was real thankful and, and amazed at, at how many wonderful veteran service organizations are here in the area. When I lived in Oklahoma City, which is a, a little bit smaller of a city, but there's a big veteran population there too, but I didn't quite see as many VSOs there or veteran charities. Mm-hmm. And so I, I try and I'm, I'm real thankful that that Channel 9 lets me work with all of them. I, I MC as many veteran military events as I can, different charity events, and I try and do my best to to be a voice for veterans as you are, Joe, with your show and and tell their story and, and help them. And, and I'm on a few a couple of boards myself. I mean, kind of with everything I have on my plate, I know entrepreneurs are busy and, and if I can't give something a hundred percent, you know, I don't want to waste the organization's time mm-hmm. you know, or my time. So, but, but yeah, I, I actually serve, I serve on three boards. Technically I want one's the, the Kansas city autism training center, which is because autism is personal to my family and my life. Mm-hmm. And, and I serve on that board. And then also I serve on the Greater Kansas City Friends of Fisher House. Now, a lot of okay. veterans know what what Fisher House is. For those who don't, it's kind of like a Ronald McDonald House for military families. Mm-hmm. They'll have them near VAs and their their for loved ones and family members and friends of, of veterans who are receiving care, usually mm-hmm. at VA hospitals. And so there's actually going to be one here in Kansas City late this spring or early summer. They're going to break ground, and I'm on a, a board of of the essentially it's it's like a local chapter of of the Fisher House Foundation to help facilitate those efforts and help support the Fisher House coming to fruition and then being successful as well. And and I work with a lot of other organizations. I, I there's there's one that is actually looking to take veterans and first responders battling PTSD to the Gulf Coast to surf is is their mission. Mm-hmm. They they just approached me and I grew up surfing in San Diego, so that's they kind of got me by the heartstrings. But yeah. but really, what it, what I do, um, it, the the lineup, it's it's brand new. Oh, and okay. Yeah. Because I've interviewed a couple of nonprofit veteran surf organizations from the San Diego okay. area. Yeah, in the past. So. Uh, oh yeah, ones. yeah, they're they're familiar with those ones mm-hmm. too. Yeah, this one's actually here in and not not many beaches I know of in Kansas and Missouri. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, but I mean, no, we could we could spend. I mean, we could spend an hour just just listing off all the great VSOs, and and mm-hmm. I appreciate all of them, and and I don't I don't play favorites, and I don't give 
I mean, I, I try and give equal time to all, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, so what I do is, aside from emceeing the events, like I mentioned, is is Joe, you you were grateful to to come on our show, and whenever there is a VSO out there, or or even or even a say there is a business that's having a charity event, for example, mm-hmm. we we like to get them on. We have I, the show I do is actually from seven to nine a.m. on KCWE, which is the CW affiliate in mm-hmm. Kansas City. And our show starts at 4.30 a.m. And we have the, the first half is on KNBC or the ABC channel. And I'll fill in there sometimes as well. But we do our live morning interview show. And, and we, we don't just do veteran organizations. I mean, we'll do pretty much anything that we feel is, is newsworthy or has some type of angle. And, of course, we can't make it a, a free commercial, if you will. There has to be either a charitable angle or just some type of, of angle uh, some sometimes maybe there is sometimes sometimes not but we, we just try and make sure we use our best discretion and sure. judgment and so I'll, I'll do that and, and then i really go out and and i'll just try and tell veteran stories so I'll, I'll it could be veteran-owned businesses it could it could be I, I do a lot of work with with veteran charities and i'll tell their story we'll we'll maybe do a preview of an event they have coming up but there's not only a lot of great bases in the greater and posts in the greater Kansas City area, but there's a lot of veterans who who retire here and and they bring their talents and and skills and 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 really help support our community and make it better. But but I do I do a lot of work and and I hope that I've earned veterans' trust and and their respect and and I've established some some integrity and credibility because oh, yeah. I mean I don't I we don't have to to talk about how people don't always trust <laughs> you know trust the media. <laughs> And, and, and especially with, with veterans, I mean, Joe, you can vouch for me, I would hope. And, and you've had a lot of veterans on your show who I know personally, and, and I try and pride myself on, on being somebody that, that veterans can come to and I can partner with them. And cause it's, it's, it's not about me, you know, I, I'm just the storyteller, you know, not the story, but, but that's, that's really one thing I do. So I not only work with VSOs, but I, I work with veterans in the community and and try and talk about different issues and and just really try and be a voice and, yeah. and an ambassador. Well, yeah. absolutely, Rob. You got total credibility, and it's really just the beginning, I believe. You know, with how you're yeah. piercing that that veteran, you know, that veteran community. So, a couple yeah. questions. Um, yeah, I was actually back down at your studio again this morning. Uh, I thought you were there. You were stalking me, Joe. Yeah, I, I know. To take my I like, job. That guy's back I said, again man, this, this week. I'm going to go find a box. This is it. <laughs> Get that guy out of security. <laughs> so, yeah, the, you yeah. guys were talking about what you can do as far as social media. You and the folks there, um, yeah. at, uh, what you get, you guys actually, you know, for hire, you actually help with social media and putting videos together, you know, from a news perspective, mm-hmm. which was really interesting to see. And having seen it, you know, seeing your folks from the inside looking out and what you guys are looking for and the things that, you're trying to satisfy, it really helped frame uh, my approach to what would be you know future requests for news coverage with whether it be Bunker Labs or anything else. Right. Um, so I thought it was very valuable to do. But you've got a you've got a phenomenal perspective. Not only are you in the military yourself, and you connect with all these veteran service organizations and nonprofits in the community, and you're but you're on the news every day. What mm-hmm. what kind of things can you? What, what's a great lessons learned, you know, your, your top three, top five lessons learned that you would, you want that, that person that's running a veteran nonprofit or even a yeah. veteran organization that's a for-profit organization. What, what kind of things are good to know 
um, from a newscaster perspective, you know, from the inside looking out, like if you're looking to get attention to your nonprofit or you're looking right. to get news coverage of your event or basically just get the word out of what the things you're doing around the community, what can you, what kind of advice can you give? Right. Perfect. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I, I know that, that you have um, a lot of, a lot of veteran entrepreneurs and, and Joe, I'm, I am working on my MBA. I'm, I'm not a business owner right now, but, but I do hope to eventually continue to network and pursue opportunities and, and really find my niche. <laughs> but I, I do want to add value though, to your audience and to veteran entrepreneurs. And, and thanks again, Joe, for going to, yeah, our, we, our sales and, and marketing team had a a seminar and it was for the, it was for nonprofits, nonprofit leaders and, and those who, who run nonprofits. But what I'd like to tell business owners is, is, is everyone knows the, the basics, everyone knows about social media. And I, I'm sure veteran entrepreneurs and, and veteran leaders, they, they utilize social media, but you, you have, you have two different schools of thought and we'll see a lot of businesses who come to our studio for commercials. They'll, they'll pay, with they'll 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 seek out our sales and marketing team and and have advertising packages and commercials and and that's great as well. But what I encourage veterans to do and, and veteran entrepreneurs is to really try and, and cultivate a relationship with their local media, their local talent, local personalities. Maybe contact them. Maybe take them out for coffee and and really try and establish the type of relationship that I strive to have with, with a lot of veterans and, and have them feel comfortable just, just calling me and, and pitching something. And, and by doing that there, they, they, the reporter, like say you have a beat reporter who, who covers a specific, who covers business or economics or technology, you can establish a relationship with that specific person. And then that way you can try and kind of wade your way through the crowd because we get probably a hundred press releases a day I mean, a lot of them get, some of them get spammed out and I don't keep track of them, but usually to, to be honest, to give you some inside baseball is probably if it's a major event or a news of the day or a must cover, I mean, we'll be there, but the, some, some of the PR professionals, and I know sometimes businesses will, will have PR professionals who they contract out or, or they're internal, but the most persistent ones and the ones who call the desk and, and they, they're, they're very, very resilient and, and they really persevere. Those are probably the ones that have the best chances of us, of us at knowing about and being there. But, but, and I know a lot of entrepreneurs don't have time for that, but, but I would just encourage them to, to really develop those relationships and, and to, to be comfortable with, with pitching ideas about their product or service. And, and I'm not saying I, it can't be a free commercial, but if there's some type of angle there, or if there's something you think that that a, an audience would, you know, like say our demo, you know, 25 to 54 and all that, who you think they'd be interested in, then I would say pitch it and and I and yeah. pitch it and and I would also tell entrepreneurs that obviously we need content every day. Our business never closes. You know, we do eight and a half hours of shows a day, and that's not including if we're going wall to wall for a major event. But but I would say that I think I think citizens appreciate good corporate citizens. I mean, there's no law that says businesses have to give to charity, and I'm sure that that everyone listening who's a business owner, I'm sure they get multiple requests every week for charitable donations. <laughs> but but I would say that if there's ever, I mentioned a minute ago, if, if a business is having a charity event, or if, if they're, and especially with VSOs, I, I think that if there is a charitable angle, then veterans should should by all means, I mean, contact the media and 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 don't and certainly. 
be aggressive in letting them know that this is what you're doing. And it's not necessarily about you, but I think it's important people know when businesses choose to, to give back. Yeah. And that's, that, that's another way to, to really think about it. And, and lastly, Joe, I'll tell you, I'll kind of give you a little more inside baseball is there's different types of formulas and metric uh, metrics of what is a story and what's interesting and what do people care about? And it's really, I'm always learning myself, but one, one, when I, when I worked in, in Oklahoma, one of my managers had a pretty good one. It's the four C's and it's conflict, character, controversy, and connection. Uh So, so conflict, character, controversy, connection is kind of a framework you can think of to when, when you pitch an idea, you, I mean, of course you'll have every story as a character, right? And, and, and I think they were talking about that today, Joe, in, in your seminar is, is even if you have a press conference, for example, and you're thinking about who you want to put in front of the media, if you have somebody character, meaning somebody who people can resonate with, maybe not necessarily an official, although of course there, that there are certain circumstances where you have to have somebody who's elected official, but, but for a business, a veteran owned business pitching an idea, they're going to have a story. They're going to have a character, which is them of course, and they're going to have a connection and then conflict and controversy is, is a little bit different, but but that's kind of a framework yeah. to, to to think around. You know, one of the main guys presenting to us this morning, he, he was kind of storytelling one hundred and one. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to throw out a television news an acronym here. Do you know what? Do you know what uh, <laughs> BOPSA is? Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> this is one of the this things. is this is why I had you do the. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> BOPSA. BOPSA. I've never heard this before. B O P S A. Bunch of people huh. standing around. The guy's like, don't don't send us a you know don't send us a newsworthy newsworthy story, and we yeah. show up, and it's really just a bunch of people standing around. And <laughs> I've been to a lot. And I'm of like, those. yeah, okay, I get. I was like, I get it, but just to hear him say that was was very yeah. valuable. I'm like, yeah, I can totally see that because you're. I mean, you're talking you know television news, right? You know what's right. A bunch of people standing around. Yeah, and that's where he yep. he went in a little bit deeper. He's like, if you're running a nonprofit. Fact is, we really don't want to hear from you. We really don't want to hear about all the great things you've done with your nonprofit. Yeah, let us interview some people that have benefited from what you're doing, and let's exactly. hear their story. That yeah. connects with people. Yeah. That's where the power is, man. Exactly. It, exactly. That's a good. I hey, I just said, Joe, I learn something new every day in this business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 one more thing I'll I'll say, Joe, is is I I know that entrepreneurs are extremely busy. My dad was a small business owner, and I know the work never stops. You know, there there is no eight hour day, punch in, punch out. I I get it, but if if an entrepreneur and whatever size the business or service is, if they're able to make themselves available. Then they, because in, in the media, in news, you're always on a deadline. I mean, it's always go, go, go. Mm-hmm. You have a very small amount of time and you have to budget and travel time. Kind of, you know, that's where you're, you know, kind of military decision making process and oh, parallel yeah. planning, you know, kind of, kind of all that stuff applies. But, but I say that because if you have a reporter working on a certain story, and, and I mentioned earlier the relationships you cultivate. They might call you and say, "Hey, Joe, I, I'm I'm doing a piece on Bucker Labs. Can can you do you have a minute for to talk real quick?" And and I know that that entrepreneurs' days and business owners' days are stacked, but honestly, interviews take they can take less than five minutes. And yeah. if you're able to, usually they'll go to you. And if you're able to take a few minutes out of your day and talk to them f- for their for whatever segment they're working on, that right there is you getting your your name out there. You're acting as a subject matter expert, and and you're getting some some airtime. 
And, and it really didn't really take too much time out of your day. Cause a lot of times we're so slammed and double booked and, mm-hmm. and we're thinking, I don't have time. I don't have time, I don't have time for the media, you know, blah, blah, you know, and, and, and just understand that if I've, I've worked with a lot of different industry experts in different size markets, small markets, and Kansas city is defined as a, as a large market. And, and I remember when I was in grand junction, there was a specific realtor in, in that profession who, who he was, he was always busy, but whenever I needed, we were doing some type of real estate story. I think around mm-hmm. this time it was there, I think it was around the, the time of the housing crash or something mm-hmm. like that. But anyway, so, so, so he, he would all, even if he was out with a client or something, he would, he would figure out a way to make it work. And, and, and he would, he would get a lot of TV time. And then there's a guy in, in town. Um, uh, he's an, he's an IT professional here in Kansas city who, I, I see him on social media all the time on the different interview talk shows that that are here in, in the market. And and he I remember running into him and, and I, I told him this exact same advice. I said, if you can make yourself available, you can establish yourself as a technology expert in town. And whenever the media needs somebody to comment on something, then you can get some airtime. And yeah. and one more quick example is there's a, a gentleman in town who's a he's a retired FBI agent. And he he's he's really good because whenever something happens in the news, whether it's international, well, usually national or even regional or local, if it's something that you need a law enforcement's opinion on, or or you need a, a bite, a sound bite from a a law enforcement official, mm-hmm. he'll contact us and he'll just say, "Hey, I'm I'm available from this time. Here's where I am." He doesn't even he doesn't even take time to explain what it is because no he 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 knows what we're looking for, and we I mean. In that type of situation, you're you're going to have to have uh, a SME, as we call them, a subject matter expert. Yeah, talk about. Well, you know, it. if you're if you're if you're running a business, right, you should make yourself available to those types of things that we refer to in the military as targets of opportunity. If, yes. If you're running if you're running your business and you can't right. leave your business, then you're probably one of those that's working in your business instead of working right. on your business as the leader yeah. of your business. You should be the one that's out there to be in the face of the business and taking possible um, news or television spots yeah. as opportunities to get your business promoted and get it visible and get it out there. So yeah. you got to take I'm those sure, opportunities yeah. when you can. I mean, I'm sure that uh, I know that, that a lot of businesses, maybe they're just starting, maybe, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll go a week or two without paying themselves and they're not paying themselves at all at first. So, so maybe you, you don't have much money, in your budget for, for marketing or, or for, for publicity. And, and, and again, you, we got to walk that fine line. I mean, we, we, we can't give for-profit businesses free, you know, free commercials is kind of the, you know, the lingo, but, <laughs> but, but as I mentioned, you know, if there's a charitable angle, if there is some type of service or product that, that is, is really unique and, and original, or there's some, sometimes it just takes you know, one statistic that, and that's all we need to run with. Like, like this is the only, say woman owned and operated brewery in Kansas city, for example, a recent mm-hmm. segment I did then, then that's, um, and, and that business also d- does a lot of charity events as well. I know, but so that's, that's one angle I, w- I was able to take and I was able to sell because, because I have to pitch it and I don't always get all my stuff through all my pitches through, you know, I, my stuff gets shot down all the time. So yeah. I have to, so I mentioned that relationship it's kind of like, say you and I, Joe, are, we're trying to get a story on the air 
and and we'll collaborate and and then i'll pitch it and sometimes it doesn't get through so i'll have to rework it and find a different angle or find a different way to sell it mm -hmm. to my producers and and then it, it gets through but i can't even though i've been been where i'm at now in kansas city at, at the abc cw philly i've been there going on i think it's close to five years now but but i still even though i've i believe i've established my integrity to to not just the the veteran community, but to my management, I, I can't just go to them with anything that I know yeah. is not going <laughs> to see the light of day. You know, you know another thing that I, I learned through this process just in the last couple of weeks is uh, like for our, for our bunker, our bunker labs launch party lab back in November, yeah. I launched yeah. some things out to a couple of different news agencies, never even heard anything back. Well, now I know that you guys I didn't know you then. Joe. Yeah. We didn't know each other. So <laughs> there you go. You know, it's all about the networking, right? And, yeah. So, so I, mean, yeah. I didn't take it personal, but, after this morning, I realized we get a hundred news news releases a day. So, yeah. how do yep. you make yourself stand out? And it's about timing, you know. If if yeah. a snowstorm's hitting, kind of like what's happening today, or someone's lobbing missiles yeah. at someone, you know, all, all of a sudden those <laughs> stories are going to rise to the top, and you might get shoved aside and not get your story out. But you just got to yeah. keep coming back and make yourself available again. They're targets of opportunity. And there's, yep. there's, you know, the great ways of, of getting the word out about the good things you're doing. So Rob, unfortunately yeah. I think we're out of time. So, um, okay. we're actually going over a little bit. Um, I do oh. want to give you the last word. Let's say <laughs> sure. if, if there's somebody out there that wants to talk about getting into the television news business, or if yeah. you're, if you're local to Kansas city and you want to, and you want to talk to Rob Hughes about uh, story coverage, something like that, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Absolutely. Yeah. I'll give out my, my phone number, my email, and I'd, I'd be I'm happy sure to help any way that. I can. <laughs> I, am I allowed to? <laughs> oh yeah, you could do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and I'll say real quick, Joe, if somebody's in Kansas city, I'd be happy to personally give them a tour of our, of our studio. They, they could shadow a shadow me and then watch our show. And if anybody's outside of Kansas city, but they are, they are the, maybe one of their loved ones or friends is interested in the industry, I'd be happy to talk with them, tell them everything. I, I wish I would have known yeah. <laughs> or I would have done differently. And, and then also to any businesses out there, if, if I can, if, if they have story ideas or, or they would like to collaborate on, on anything that has to do with the industry or, or their business and I can add value, I'm happy to help. And my phone number, it's, it's area code 816-225-9019. Uh, 816-225-9019. And my email is rehughes, uh, like Howard Hughes, no relation, h-u-g-h-e-s <laughs> at Hearst, h-e-a-r-s as in c-r-i-t as in tango.com. And our website is, is kmbc.com as well. And be happy to help any way I can if I can help any veteran in any way. Awesome. Well, hey, Rob, that was great. You dropped some uh, some great value bombs, some awesome golden nuggets, uh, some real good information that uh, those folks out there running their own company, whether it be a nonprofit or for-profit, might be able to you know, get their name out there in the news and whatever local yeah. community they're from. So really appreciate you My being pleasure. here and appreciate yeah, your Jeff, service yeah. as you continue on and uh, um, look forward to working with you somewhere here in Kansas City. Likewise, Joe. Hey, thank you for all you do. I appreciate you. And to the veterans out there, I thank them for their service as well. You bet. Awesome. Thanks. And uh, all right. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike. <laughs>